0: Ladies, this is our time, and it's time to unburden ourselves of unrealistic expectations, including our own. The veneer we see in the media is often not just false, it's unhealthy, and frankly, some of it is just total bullshit. This is Chick Shit, a podcast that goes far beyond tropes, bringing you gritty realness about real-life experiences of today's woman. LJ and I break it down, right here, right now. Welcome to Chick Shit.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your father's weekly podcast, Chick Shit with LJ and Di, where every week we pick a topic that affects women and let's face it, probably a lot of other people. And we pick a movie that portrays that topic or a TV show, just a media source. And we talk about what that media source got really, really right and what it got not so really, really right. As always, I pick the drinks and Di picks the topics. Di, what are we talking
2: about? We are talking about cancel culture and the media we're using to break down this topic is the morning show. We're using season two episodes three, four, and five to break down this topic. What are we drinking to go along with cancel culture? Oh, we're going to drink Crystal Pepsi, because much like celebrities who say terrible things, it
1: was also canceled. (laughs) Pepsi, we are not Pepsi people. Listen, you put me on the spot, and I didn't actually do the research, so, (laughs) okay, hold on, 15 discontinued sodas you'll never see again. Hubba Bubba soda, isn't that the bubble gum? Yes, that is a bubble gum. Oh, I don't know. Orbit soda, ooh, do you remember Orbit's? It had, like, the... Little balls that floated around in it, and like a real spacey glass can,
2: lifesaver oh. soda. Oh. But you know, I'm not surprised. New some Coke. These... Okay. Oh yeah, I remember New Coke. I remember New Coke. What about Hubba Bubba soda?
1: Ooh, you know Bubba what? In soda form. Yep, it was a thing in the '80s.
2: Mountain Dew does some weird stuff these days. Mountain Dew has a flaming hot right now right that's what i'm saying like uh, (laughs) but you know what we did find in our neighborhood what that the wendy's that is 0.5 miles from our house has a or no it's burger king it's burger king uh i know no poo poo on the food you had me until you went to burger king no 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 wait it's they have a freestyle coke machine with a good eye. Trash burgers. Oh, I don't care. I just go through the drive-through for the soda. I mean, for the soda, for the <laughs> Coke. And it felt weird to say soda. Um, I'm going I to just, get my pop. Don't you know? I don't, you know, I'm getting that pop. <laughs> yeah. So we've been making a few trips. Is
1: that because you don't have a Sonic close enough to you to get it's 20 minutes away? Deal? It's
2: 20, 20 minutes away. Literally any
1: direction you leave my house there's a sonic within 10 minutes i
2: know i when i came to visit you i was like (gasps) right now i need i need my beverage (laughs) don't you know pull in there and get me my pop (laughs) (laughs) hey that's a love language in texas is running and getting someone a sonic drink that is a route 44 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you been doing lately um I've been good I've had some interesting dreams lately I've started having sex dreams about Jason Bateman so that you know oh, that's interesting <laughs> it started off kind of more as like a father figure in my dream and then over the week I've had reoccurring Jason Bateman dreams so and now it's escalated to sexy time
1: you and I have had very different dreams this week. <laughs> Because in my dreams, Jason Bateman was not present. Um, I also now have George Michael's father figure stuck in my head. I'm just picturing Jason Bateman stripping for you, saying like, let me be your father figure. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Yeah. So that's in my head now. My boyfriend hates my nails. I love them. So do I. I mean, look. I
2: had to choose softball or nails and look where I ended up. A little Stubby nail fingers. ASMR for you. I mean,
1: I'm getting pretty good.
0: They're grown out right
1: now, but my dream was that my boyfriend cut them all off while I was sleeping <laughs> and then attempted to redo them just much shorter so that maybe I wouldn't notice. But he's never done nails before. So I woke up with like just red hands. Yeah. Like he had just dipped my hands in like paint. I I don't know.
2: Yeah. Not as fun as my dreams. No. Mm-mm. I think it's because, uh, two reasons. Jason, Jason Bateman is like dipping into my brain. So like, uh, we've been, I've been listening to a lot of Smartless, which is the funniest fucking podcast besides ours. I was about to say, uh, (laughs) I'm on Uh, this one. And, and then we wrapped Ozark. And then last night we watched like this Ozark behind the scenes episode. And so he is very much top of mind to me. He's funny. I get it. I get why I would make that connection in my brain, you know, going to sleep. But Mm -hmm. I slipped into his DMS in my dream. I slipped it in it. And then like, I was about to be like, you pulled it. You pulled an LJ in real life. And yeah, uh, <laughs> no, not in real life. Uh, and then he invited me to go watch some movie at a movie theater. And then it went from there. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? Sometimes you just have sex dreams about Jason Bateman and that's okay.
1: <laughs> that is absolutely fine. That's not um, something to get canceled over. No, it is not. I don't have a segue. <laughs> that was the segue. Oh, oh, yep, that's the segue. Okay, we have segue. Let's talk <laughs> about
2: cancel. culture. So there's two storylines that we're going to cover over the arc of these three episodes. One of which is Mitch, who is played by Steve Carell. His canceled story goes throughout the two seasons of The Morning morning shows who will give you the highlights of that. And then the other person that we will be talking about is Yonko, who is a weatherman on the morning show and going through, going over his cancel moment too. And I think we wanted to specifically do this because whole boy cancel culture all the it's and bits and things that can happen so you've got obviously very extreme actions that can be taken and then there are not as extreme and and so you know what what does that look like what how do we feel about those different moments and what is cancel culture actually so that's what we wanted to do using this this morning show to do so also, I just want to say
1: upfront that for like a full year, the hashtag Taylor Swift is over party was trending and they tried to cancel her, but the bitch can't be canceled. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> completely irrelevant, but I just needed to bring her up because I love her.
2: <laughs> Anyways. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So Mitch's M- Mitch's background is... He was he became a part of the Me Too movement where there were some really uncomfortable circumstances that happened. And what and what I what I like about the morning show is they don't make it black and white. They push the edge with their writing because you can see something so many ways. And I think it's really brilliant what they do to make you consider, all the ways that something could be, you know, taken. So Mitch was a host of the morning show and it came out that he had been me tooed, uh, me tooing. I don't know what the verb is there. Uh, a few people and, and essentially the network decided to let him go. The series does go into the uh, events that did happen. One was definitely a consenting relationship. Still a little icky because he was in position of power with one of those consenting relationships. And the other girl definitely had a moment of freeze and didn't say no and didn't push. And it was kind of like, he didn't realize that she wasn't cons- it, it it was it was tough again morning show pushes that boundary with it wasn't an obvious No, it wasn't a shove down. It wasn't a, you know, and so. It also was not an enthusiastic yes. It also was not. Yeah, there were no words. So it wasn't an enthusiastic yes. And so, so that's one of the storylines we'll be going over throughout these three episodes. And then the other is one we'll get into with these three episodes that doesn't really span over the two seasons. And we can talk about Yonko's experience and what he did. So episode three kicks off, Mitch has been canceled. He is getting a divorce. He has two little kids and he's kind of escaped to Italy has a privilege to do so obviously, and is trying to just take a moment and reflect because one of the people that he, that, or the, the person that did not uh, enthusiastically consent ended up taking her life. And so he, he's dealing with all this. He's not only dealing with the loss of a career, he's dealing with the guilt associated with that. And you can tell that he, he has remorse. It is something he is working through and he's just kind of trying to like shut down and become a hermit by himself as this is happening. Meanwhile, one of the other executives That was also let go because he was very much aware of these complaints and actions against Mitch at the network is not feeling remorse is not feeling bad about what's happening. And actually is trying to put a smear, a smear, like a bagel, a smear campaign, uh, against against the victim in hopes to take some heat off his back, which Mitch is not about. I get the vibe.
1: And I was thankful for this, that. Mitch went from completely being like, I did nothing wrong. Like she never said no. She never said stop to kind of realizing she never said yes. Mm -hmm. And like, she was in a, an emotionally fragile state. And I never should have been making those moves at that moment in time. So he has kind of gotten to the point where he doesn't want that girl's name to just be drugged through the mud because she doesn't right. deserve it. Right. Fred just thinks he's done absolutely nothing wrong. And he did everyone a favor by taking a, what was it like $219 million and something payout to leave quietly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So... He covered up all of these things that were happening, but also he's set for life.
2: Where do you think the line exists and cancel culture between the Harvey Weinsteins Mm. and the, like, what is the line? And and I don't know if we have authority to create a line. I think that's what's hard about it is that like, You know, there's so much subjectiveness to the opinions of cancel culture and everyone feels that they're going to be this like cancel culture warrior holier than thou. And it's like, not, not all the time. Do we know the full details? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. And as more details come out, it's more solidified in like the events of what, what has happened. And after things have happened and you kind of self-reflect and think on it is there a chance for redemption and, and when has it gone too far? Like, these are all the things that I struggle with wrapping my brain around with cancel culture because so yeah, my,
1: yeah. My biggest struggle with cancel culture in relation to like Mitch's situation. Yeah. Um, and the me too movement is because I have lived it. You have lived it. I always want to believe the woman. I always feel like I need to believe the woman, but the reality is there is also people, there's also women who see an opportunity for an athlete, a celebrity, whoever it may be that has a lot of money that if they cause a fuss and they have any shred of like, oh, I was in the restaurant at the same time as him. So this is plausible. I can prove this. I can get a payday, but I have like so much guilt over even thinking that because then you you have people that do such absolutely brave things like uh, immediately Christine Blasey Ford comes to mind who spoke up in front of the entire I was going to say the country but in front of the entire world because everyone is watching what's happening in U.S. politics one of her worst memories of her entire life something that very clearly still impacts her to this day, decades after it happened in hopes to shine a light on it, hold someone responsible. And instead of him getting canceled, she was victim blamed and shut down. So now we potentially have someone who allegedly sexually assaulted at least one woman, if not more, because based on the descriptors, that seemed like normal party behavior for that group. Sitting on the Supreme Court of the United States, getting ready to return Robert's Wade. But I digress. That's one of those things where, like, I feel like that person should have been canceled. I feel like that person should not have been put into even more of a position of power. Whereas when we get into, like, Kevin Hart's tweets, where he used to use, like, slurs against uh, members of the LGBTQ plus society, where he has come out and said, I was an idiot. I've learned a lot since then. Like, I am not the person I was a decade ago. He's owning it. Like, I'm not going to cancel you for that. People say stupid things. I say stupid things. And if you're open to hearing, hey, that's not okay. This is how it's going to, this is how it makes people feel. This is how it impacts this group of people. And you go, got it. So sorry, won't happen again. I'm learning.
2: I'm not going to cancel you. Let's get into Yonko storyline because I do I would I do want to come back to the apology part of all this. Yonko was on the scale of Mitch's. Every so time Yonko's. you say Yonko, my brain goes Yon
1: say y'all on his mouth like liquor. Okay, <laughs> that's um,
2: just
1: every time you say it. That's where my brain. Is.
2: <laughs> it's Yonko, right? Not Yanko. I believe it's Yonko. Yeah, it's Yonko. Okay, okay, okay. And now I was it's like, I in my head again. Okay, <laughs> okay, great. Uh, derailed. Um, so Yonko's storyline is he is doing the Groundhog Day segment on the show. Is Pensatucky going to see its shadow or not? Punxsutawney. You Punxs- just said Pensatucky. Oh, like, a- <laughs> of Orange is <laughs> <and> the <sweet>
1: Black. <laughs> is Pensatucky going to see your shadow? <laughs>
2: Are they letting her out in the yard? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ponsatoni. tawny. That made me happy. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Um, (laughs) Is he going to see a shadow? And then he starts getting into like the groundhog as an animal. And so he said a thing that I think all of us said at some point, and probably a lot of people still do without recognizing like the role that this word plays and like its place for it. But he said that a groundhog is his spirit animal. And so he said it very innocently, as we all did. I mean, I'm I rewatch episodes of Parks and Rec where they talk about that, right? they try to find dogs as their spirit animal and not recognizing that that is a term respected and reserved for indigenous people. And so once he got off the air, he started getting retweeted and not the right way (laughs) of what he, what he said and did. And so, you know, the online warriors came at him pretty hard and the network wanted him to apologize publicly and he had some reservation about that because he believed he didn't, he didn't know that that was the wrong thing to say. And he doesn't feel like, you know, they explained to him that it's cultural appropriation and they try to like set tone with him because he's, he's Cuban. They're like, you know, if someone said he's a Cuban term, lightheartedly like that, he's like, I wouldn't care. So he's having a hard time reconciling with the fact that he has to apologize for something publicly for the network when he felt like it was innocent enough to to say things. And so that's kind of a question I have. It's like, are we expecting an apology for everything? And like, what is that threshold? And when does it stop? It's like one thing to say, oh shit, I'm learning, you know, my bad, but like, do we place celebrities and people in in Hollywood or even political figures at a certain level that we have the standard where they have to always apologize ever? Like, what is that line too?
1: I don't know, but the one thing in the show that I did appreciate is the producer was like, we're sending you to Florida to this reservation. You're going to meet with the chief. You're going to go to the Native American museum, you're going to do all this. You're going to learn it. And he was like, fine, but I don't want the, I don't want cameras there. I'll go do it. I will learn. Absolutely. But I don't want this filmed to be shown to everyone that right. takes the whole point out of it. Right. Cause then I'm doing it for it to just be filmed and sent out. And I was like, that's like a catch 22 because if you go there and have it filmed so people can see what you've done now, it's you a only show. went because it's a show." Right. But if you go there and you don't have it filmed and people can't see what you're doing, you never learned. Right. So it's like, you're damned. If you do, you're damned if damned you damned if you don't. And also,
2: that's,
1: yeah. Harry Potter loophole. Um, when I learned that that was not cool to say, I just switched the spirit animal term to Patronus.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. How do you feel? When do you think people should apologize versus not apologize? Do you think people should always. So apologize? I'm
1: like literally the worst person to ask this because I apologize for everything.
2: Wait, is it because we're women and we say sorry about everything? Maybe. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I think it depends on the severity of the situation like for something like that i feel like you should be able to be like hey i did not know um i have been educated on it i'm so sorry like won't happen again understand respect if he had gone off on like a tangent about like women or people of color or something like that then that requires a lot more apology but it's just so situational
2: I know it's so it's so subjective and situational. And I think it's like where I struggle too is like intent. Cause if there's intent to cause harm maliciously and like, that's not changing and someone is really leaning into it, it's hard for me to support them. And I think when it comes to, I mean, cancel culture is the modern day boycott right? So like you have the ability to boycott someone or something if you don't want to back um, where they are. Now, here's where I struggle. It's like, am I going to boycott one of my favorite songs ever, Dirty Diana, because of the accusations and everything around Michael Jackson? Like I still have the ability to separate and enjoy the art that was created by, you know, someone, and same with R. Kelly, who doesn't love an R. Kelly song, and I can't anymore with R. I get, Kelly, I, I get can't it. do it. I get it, I haven't listened, I mean, it's not something that's on my Dyes Fit Mix, you know, Spotify, I, I, do, I, I um, can't do it, but I, I'm saying, like, who, you know, who doesn't know if, if I believe I could fly came on, if you wouldn't, like, in your head, go back to that or, yeah, you know, uh, some, some things that JK Rowling obviously has said, it's <laughs> like, am I going to take away my childhood of Harry Potter and what it did for me? No. Do I agree with her? No. Do I agree? Like, am I grateful? I will tell before... you I want baby. It's cold outside canceled. I mean, fair enough. That's if I could rapey.
1: never hear that song again, <laughs> I'd be good. I mean, fair enough. But Unless like, it's a love hard version where they redid the lyrics where it's like, okay,
2: let me call you a new bird. I just think we're, we're just like, there are, are pros and cons obviously of everything, but like that we're walking a fine line with how accessible cancel culture is with social media. And that's what's scary to me.
1: Yeah, well, and I think it's also tough because so many marginalized groups who have taken so much of the whoops, I didn't know for so many years. And I mean, think of how many years Harvey Weinstein was using his power in the ways that he was using it before someone finally...
2: Mm -hmm.
1: said I'm gonna hold you accountable like so it's almost like all these everyone has all these things pent up for decades of these things that have been happening to uh cultural minorities to women to people who are not cis straight people and now there's a platform where their voice can be heard and that's where I struggle too, because at the same point, I'm like, we're walking a very fine line, but also this is clearly affecting these people. Like yeah. It's, it's clearly impacting enough that people feel that they need to speak up. Yeah. So the, the thing for me, I guess, comes in with how I'm going to say perpetrator, just cause I can't, think of a better word right now how the perpetrator perpetrator i don't know i said So <laughs> uh, for me it's how mr potato head responds when he gets the feedback from social media no like how the perpetrator responds if they're like screw you like you're a woke mom blah 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 or if they're like hey i genuinely don't understand let me learn let me educate myself let me take in new information and possibly update my opinion versus like, screw you. I'm right. You're wrong. Stop being sissies, whatever the case may be. So if your response is I'm right, you're wrong. I'm not changing how I feel and stop being so like soft or whatever. No canceled. Bye. Good day. But if you're willing to be a part of the conversation, let's have a conversation. Yeah, those damn perpetrators.
2: Those damn perpetrators. So, in episode four, Mitch has heard about one. So, Mitch has formed a friendship, and uh, albeit one that he is hesitant to form because he's really like living and thriving in that guilt and wanting to be isolated, but he has begrudgingly <laughs> uh, formed a friendship with uh, one of the women or in a woman in the town that he's staying in, in Italy, her name is Paola and Paola is pushing him to recognize that you did a bad thing, like done, dead stop. You did not do a good thing, mm-hmm. but you also like, you can't undo that, but you can still help people. And you can still help people learn and you can still use your talent that you have to help others. And so he's recognizing that, you know, through this remorse, like what's he going to do? Just lay on the ground and curl up for the rest of his life and not do anything. Or can he utilize what he's learned, help others, encourage others, but then at the same time, like who's going to listen to him. Right. And so in the previous episode, we talked about. The other executive that came to meet Mitch and try to <sighs> okay. to to produce a smear campaign over the victim Hannah, and Mitch is using his ability. The perpetrator ability,
1: tried to produce a smear.
2: A smear. <laughs> so he's uh, Mitch is using his ability to help by calling the CEO of the network and telling him what this other guy is trying to do. And at first the CEO attacks Mitch, like, why are you calling me? You shouldn't be calling me. Mitch is like, listen, I'm trying to help. I know I fucked up. I'm trying to give you what you have because you have the power to fucking change this. And I don't currently. So I'm doing what I can to prevent this because I don't want her name to be drug through the mud. And, And I think that's a thing too. It's like a redeeming quality in someone but Mm -hmm. at his status and at his level and what's happened and all these books have come out and like yada, yada. I don't know how someone like that at that level would, could be redeemable in like this fame culture, because even if he did set himself to be on like the right path publicly Mm -hmm. with whatever that is, apologies, treatment, uh blah blah blah. It's like people might just say he's doing that for show too, even if he's genuine like I yeah. don't think he can come back from that.
1: Well and I think that's the struggle where like if you or I said something on this podcast and somebody reached out and was like hey not cool that was cultural appropriation or like hey you said this that's not really a cool term. Right. Watch out We're not gonna get canceled. Right. We're it doesn't matter if we say, like, screw you, just stop listening to our podcast, or oh my god, thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the chance to learn. Like, got it. Doesn't matter. We're not getting canceled. The people getting canceled are celebrities and athletes and people like that that have millions of dollars and that are getting paid millions of dollars and they're living a life that people like you and I can never understand they don't have to worry about how they're going to pay rent they don't have to worry about how they're going to get groceries or how they're going to get diapers for their baby they're in a totally different stratosphere than we are so I feel like it's a lot harder to allow them to be redeemed or to forgive them once someone has been quote unquote canceled because you said this horrible thing that if John down the street said it, it would also still be horrible. But if he just like apologized, I would eventually get over it. But you have millions of dollars and you're famous. So I'm not gonna let go of this thing for as long as you live. And I will bring it up every chance I get. Like, I do think If you had person A who's famous and rich and person B who is just average Jane, Joe, them, they, and they did the exact same thing, this person A who's rich is never going to get to live it down. Person B eventually gets to move past
2: it. Well, sure, because their levels of influence are different. People at that level can influence. And I think that's some of the... um, some of the like reasons why people stand with boycotting and the way that they do through cancel culture is because someone's power of influence could be so large. So like, let's say someone is continuously spouting a whole bunch of homophobic things, ideology, Mm. um, like verbiage, all, all like horrible things. It's like, that is, a group of people who are already marginalized Mm. in their own way, who are already struggling and who are, who are already dying because of homophobia. And so it's like that power that they have is so great to influence other like-minded people in that space. And so it is a different level than Joe on the corner of the street that can Mm -hmm. spout off his homophobic ideas but doesn't have that platform to spread it to other like-minded people that can stir up hate.
1: So I would like to give an example of someone who has been uncanceled. Um, If you're going to say- Taco Bell once got rid of the Mexican pizza. (laughs) And a lot of people were very angry and boycotted them. And do you know what happened today? The Mexican pizza is back on the menu. (laughs) and they're forgiven everybody's happy you can make it right
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) listen to the people talk about
1: yeah doja cat told
2: you (laughs) wait what do we think we think it's like so one taco i'm on the toilet like two hours later do we think i actually just take the mexican pizza into the bathroom with me okay Okay, great
1: (laughs) i just accept my fate Can I have those uh, door dash to my bathroom, please? (laughs) (laughs) Doors open, just head on in.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. gosh. Finally, in episode five, we get Yonko's storyline. So after Yonko has been asked to apologize, he does apologize on TV. As far as the other, you know, the going and and learning more with this uh, indigenous tribe, as LJ mentioned, well, at this time in the show, coronavirus is exploding in our country and over the world, obviously. And so people are associating coronavirus with China.
1: I would like to attribute that to the fact that we had a president and the show kind of follows like real world what's happening. Who was calling it the Kung flu and the China virus and all kinds of things like
2: that. So Stella is a network. What is she? Vice president? She's know. somewhere up there. She's like high, yeah. high up there. And She's so high. sorry. <laughs> Hi above me. Right. So Stella is out in the streets of New York, Yonko is as well. They're walking into work and a lot of Asian hate gets spewed her way and saying things like I'm going to get the kung flu and things of that nature and just straight up yelling at Stella in an aggressive aggressive manner. And so Yonko runs all over and punches the guy in the face for saying these racist comments and slurs. And so I think that morning show does a good job. That's like, stop bucketing and boxing everyone into one box, right? Mm-hmm. Like humans are so there's so many dimensions to one human. So just because someone says in an in indigenous term, like spirit animal on live air doesn't mean that they are taking down other, other, uh, races in other ways, or like, uh, wanting to, uh, cause harm to other people because of the skull, color of their skin or because of their mm-hmm. race or anything like that. And so I think that it does a good job showing that there are more dimensions and like people have to recognize that.
1: I would agree. I would agree. But also, I'm proud of him for punching that guy in the face. He deserved it. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a good punch in the face to tell you you're being a meanie pants. And as we know on this podcast, I would be the one punching.
2: Clearly. <laughs> That's not your thing. What do you think some of the dangers of cancel culture are?
1: Huh. I think that people feed off of each other. So someone may say or do something that's kind of like, oh, dude, not cool. Like maybe think before you do that next time or like check with somebody before you make the decision. But then, you know, these people over here are like, I can't believe you did that, blah, 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 blah. So the people that were originally just like, oh, not cool, probably no, start feeding off of them and then it snowballs. And I've seen a lot of things that started with like one maybe honest mistake snowball into now we're going to go through your Twitter back to the inception of Twitter and find everything that you've said that is remotely wrong and hammer down and as I said with Kevin Hart like people learn and change a lot and if if you were held to the worst thing you've ever said in your life How'd you be doing?
2: I mean, pretty good. You know, I'm perfect.
1: I'd be in hell already.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would be actually on fire.
1: (laughs) Burning. Yeah. I would be a perpetrator. I,
2: I, I just don't, I just feel like call out culture, cancel culture. It's just in its essence, it's not as productive and it, and it doesn't bring about the social, social change that we really want to see. I -hmm. think that the, this call out culture is just like, all right, but what are, what else, instead of just saying like, oh, I'm so perfect. I'm learn like, I'm always good. It's like, and then you're hating on other people who might make mistakes. It's like, what are you doing to actually affect change though? Well, and also,
1: not only are you not affecting change, but there's been situations where people have called out or canceled and ruined someone's career and their livelihood, right. and it wasn't even true.
2: Right. Exactly. That's the danger. And it's, it's kind of like, Ooh. right. Not and cool. I, I remember during, not that it still hasn't happened, but during the the beginnings of the Me Too movement repeatedly Ryan Seacrest name kept coming up and then they would do all the investigations and it, it would be like, Nope, we have found nothing to indicate that. I mean, it came up like three or four times and each time they're like, Nope, like thorough investigations are all. Cause you know, Ryan Seacrest works for like 65 companies because yeah. he is 75 million jobs. So, and repeatedly it, it came back that Nope, he was cleared. And so it's like, if you just go off that you've, you've killed someone's life, right? Like so quickly it, it can turn so fast. You can literally wake up and everything's done. everything's Well, done. and the,
1: the interwebs like to use clickbait headlines, right? Like I've gotten in my newsfeed and I'm just going to go in here right now there's these headlines that I'm like, oh my God, what happened? And then you get in and it's like, there was one about the pioneer woman. Pioneer woman moves out of house, husband grew up in. And I'm like, oh shit, there's some drama going down with the pioneer woman. You read the article. And if you didn't read the article, you would just be like, pioneer woman's going off. You read the article. She moved out of the house her husband grew up in because all of their sons are at college. And they need to downsize (laughs) and they needed to have a lot of work done
2: right right it's just like nobody takes the time to investigate and there's so many people that just read
1: the headline Headline. or just only read that 100 character tweet and then they create the scenario from there like yeah terrifying
2: i think obviously there are some pros associated with it like the me too movement Gave so many women and some men too mm-hmm. the ability to call out those abusers in a forum where the ac- the accusations might not have been heard otherwise. And so obviously, you know, there's benefit there, and it, it allows people to have a voice who are less powerful too, like what you were saying, but yeah. I, I, it worries me. It worries me. It worries me. It and is. It is a fine line. It's a very fine line, which is uh, also a
1: fabulous Harry Styles album. <laughs> he has a new album God. tomorrow. Anyways, continue. It is a, it's a fine line. It can have amazing power to give a voice to the voiceless and teach some hard lessons. But it can also ruin lives and empower people that are doing things for the wrong reason.
2: Do you think it is that it does boil down to motive or not motive?
1: I think that that's a big part of it With, with, okay, let's, when it comes to me too, when it comes to essay and anything in that realm, I don't care what your motive
2: was. No, bye. and I, I, I just can't. But again, if they've been not just alleged, it's like people get canceled, even if it's been, they've been alleged a certain way and it hasn't been proven true. So like, when do we allow that to take place? But uh, I know I like, we keep circling and I'm
1: aware, I'm aware of that. And that's what I said. My biggest struggle is I always want to believe the woman because I am that woman.
2: Right. And I know how it affects me. Yeah. I know. I feel like I'm just, but I'm also very aware that there are people out
1: there that use that to get a payday.
0: It's awful.
1: Yeah. Whatever. But for people who do stuff like what Yonko did or like when old tweets or old Facebook posts get pulled up and saying like, look how terrible this person is. Yes, motive matters a lot. Motive and response matter.
2: And the goalposts keep moving. So like things that weren't okay back or aren't okay now were okay then. Like even parks and rec, like I talked about, like the goalposts mm-hmm. always always keep moving. So we have to have grace in that. Yeah. Which for a lot of stuff I do. Think the
1: goalposts are moving in a positive direction. Some stuff I'm like, all right, punt the brakes, like simmer <laughs> down, simmer down. Um, it's like
2: dogs don't like that you call dogs colorblind anymore. No, <laughs> Do pet, wait, They don't pet abuse. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I feel
1: like. Oh my god, I've been so mean to my dogs. Oh I didn't think they knew. God.
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my goodness. God, yeah, but
1: it's mm-hmm. it is like uh, the best example I can think of is one of my friends who had has a baby, uh was breastfeeding and was told to not call it breastfeeding because that's not the appropriate term. It's chest feeding. Oh my god. And I was like. You're, uh, you're aware that the medical term for the place where the, the ducks and the nipple are is breast. That's a lot. And then immediately I was like, I'm going to start calling it titty feeding. Oh, I like that better. He's T- many to titty
2: feed my baby. <laughs> you have a
1: baby and a bar. Yeah, But some of the stuff I'm like, calm down. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. <sighs> It's a fine line. It is a fine line. I do think intent and motive matter. I didn't realize I've never sat down and thought about cancel culture as much as I have right now. (laughs) Well, we're doing a whole episode on it. So Fantastic. (laughs) No, but like literally never have I sat down and thought like, how many times are we here? Like with the Ellen show, Mm-hmm. the people spoke up and then like mm-hmm. it's such a great place to work and they're like no it was hell everyone was mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like they were pushing us to do things we did not want to blah 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 and then Ellen's like I didn't know and it's like did she not know we don't know let's cancel her just be safe we'll just cancel her play it safe cancel them all shut the show down
2: block block delete 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 blah, blah. delete block block <laughs> <blah>, delete delete <laughs> How do you rate these three episodes of the morning show with cancel culture? You know what? I'm going to go with. For
1: just these three episodes, I'm going to go with a seven. I think we see some good examples. I think the broader storyline across like the first two seasons is so intricately and beautifully done, but we're only talking about these three episodes Um, so I think kind of picking up these, you miss, like, especially with Mitch, you miss some of the, the buildup and you don't know how it ends, but I think they showed some really tough, intricate things with, um, Yonkers, not Yonkers, Yonko on your lips, like liquor, but yeah, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. You just increased
2: your rating. I give it, I did, this is seven. I'm going to give it a a 13. Okay, great. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 chicks because love how uh, dimensional they make these storylines. I like how aggressive they push these storylines. And I think that they do a good job of showing all sides of a subject, not just one that you might view on happenstance. So
1: um. You guys follow us on all the socials at Chickshit Pod except Facebook, which is at Chickstuff Pod because Zuck sucks. New episodes every Wednesday, everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Die? What am I missing? If you have
2: capacity, please leave us a review anywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time.
0: Okay, bye. Uh, bye bye. You've been listening to Chickshit. We hope this episode has pushed you just enough to lose a little faith in the media's veneer and gain some useful knowledge to help navigate the day-to-day nonsense that we women contend with. For resources and general mischief, follow on Instagram and Twitter at chickshitpod or get in touch by email at chickshitpod at gmail.com. To help others find the show, please like and subscribe. And if you know a woman who might appreciate two new friends and a good dose of laughter, please share this podcast. Until next time, keep it real.